I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be. We'll be saving our confession for the High Septon. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Andrew of House Despacito. And my name is Kevin of House Fuhr. Fourth episode, Andrew, The Spoils of War. What happened? Many things. Many things? Many things. Many things. Andrew, we saw flogging stragglers helps expedite movement. That's right. Because I'm, I'm going to use that quote just just generally. I'm gonna just, in, in, in lifetime, if, if I'm dealing with employees or I'm dealing with something, I'll just say flogging stragglers expedites movement. It's true. The Iron Bank also needs to diversify, Andrew. Um, I think that their investment in Cersei, I mean, if, if, if there's a lot of money going around, if they're just putting their money in Cersei, that's... Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit more. need to do something else. We're going to get to that. Banking regulations are important in Westeros. They need to come sooner rather than later. We're going to get there. uh, Andrew, Winterfell needs better guards. You know what? I like those guys. I do too. (laughs) There's there's probably not going to be another time uh, in this podcast where we're going to talk about those guys. So let's just take a moment. I kind of like those guys. That's not true. That's not true. I have them as uh, newcomers or what do we we call them? Oh, okay. Uh, Rookie of the Year candidates. Rookie of the Year candidates. Certainly (laughs) candidates. I, I just I just like the way they talk. They were they were good guys. All right, what else is going on? Uh, the children of the forest aren't just shitty at throwing baseballs. It turns out they're art. They're 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 bad at drawing on walls. Although their White Walkers were surprisingly good. Yeah, they did it. They did advance when they got to that part. Uh, Arya needs a place on our fighter rankings. Andrew. No, we're not going to redo the fighter rankings this episode. But she did uh, either beat Brienne or take her to a draw, which means that she needs to be considered i agree braun andrew is the guy you want with you if you visit jurassic park <laughs> he's gonna get you out of a pinch he's, he's gonna back. be the guy with the big gun who doesn't make it to the end who sacrifices himself to get you away from the t-rex but he's gonna get you away from the t-rex see there's multiple jokes here you could also be the thing where you know like you watch the water and like here comes t-rex Bum. he's like Bum. listen listen he heard it before everyone else did. He heard the the Dothraki. Anyway, uh, Andrew, I think uh, Drogon needs a Mayday signal. Yeah, well, you can sort of hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There was a little bit of a uh, scream there. All right, Andrew, and the last point here we, that we learned, 50 pounds of armor and a gold hand does not float. We don't know that, though. It doesn't float at the moment. He's dead. Hot take. Hot Jamie's take, Jamie's dead. dead. Hot take, you're Jamie's the only dead. one in the world beer, beer, making beer. that take. Hot take. <laughs> but I love that you're making that take. Because you're, you're the only one take. making it. Beer, beer, beer. All right, so there you go, Andrew. That's, the, that's, our, uh, that's, that's what we learned, many things. We learned many, many things. All right, let's give the folks a preview of what we're going to talk about. We're going to update uh, power rankings of, of the battle scenes that have happened in uh, Game of Thrones. We're going to talk, talk about breaking up the bank. We're going to talk about the Iron Bank and mm-hmm. uh, banking regulations in the form of uh, Dodd-Frank needs to come to Westeros and fast. The sooner the better. We're, we're in for a crisis if we don't deal with it. We're crisis. going to talk a little bit about college and going off to college and how that affects you. Um, we've, of course, got the wildfire hot take segment. I think there's some scorchers coming up, Kevin. Jamie's dead. 
Jamie's dead. <laughs> Jamie's dead. I mean, and I don't know if that's even the most the scorchiest of the scorchy hot takes coming up. So just pay, stay tuned for the wildfire hot takes near the end. Uh, and of course, we'll close with the Book of Brothers and the It Is Known prediction segment. But as always, Kevin, we're going to begin by going into the box score. And of course, the box score is kills. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to give this to you. You actually counted these today. Yeah, so yeah, you were busy. I, I was busy too, but I had to at least watch this scene because I, I couldn't recall. I think this is the only time someone died was in the last scene. So I really just had to watch that sweet battle scene one more time. I, I saw Dickon had one kill, good a pretty important kill. Yeah, he, yeah, good too. It was good. It was a good kill. Uh, Jamie had three kills on screen that I could see. He probably had um, a lot more, but probably that's how, more. That's how we probably. count it. That's how we count it. Braun also had three. One of which was pretty awesome with the uh, the scorpion thing, like going and the guy, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then Drogon, Andrew, this was tough. And again, just on screen, I, I kind of just guessed. It looked like about 380. Okay, that's what I guess. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna doubt you on that. I'm gonna go ahead. I bet and... there's a lot more, but that's what we saw on screen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take 380. Uh, I don't think anyone's gonna. Be beating like okay. Now here's the question: Do we give those kills to Danny or do we give them to Drogon? Yeah, that was tough. I was trying to decide that. I think we give it to Drogon, but I don't know because she commanded it. So is it like one of those things? Like she was complicit? Like maybe a Sherum? I don't know. Either way, I think I think we give it to, to Drogon. Last year we gave the kills to Danny. That was legitimately her kills. She burned all the cows down. But I think right. I think. If you remember our betting chart last year, I do. We had Drogon as an actual character that got kills, so I think we're gonna go ahead and give him to Drogon and give him 380. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Yeah. All good right, luck Andrew. beating that, but you know it's possible. So we we have an MVP of every episode, and the criteria, of course, is really whatever you want. It's uh, who did the most to advance their cause, the most badass, just cause. Here's a couple candidates for you. Don't say anything till I get all the candidates out, and then we'll talk about them. We got Danny. Arya, Braun, Dickon, and Davos. Okay, those are the five five candidates. You can add any more if you if you can. You, do you have any more in mind other than those five? Those are pretty solid. Those are those are pretty strong. Okay, so Andrew, who is your MVP of the episode? If I'm gonna be obvious, I'm gonna pick Danny. She got a big W. She killed a lot of Lannister men. She rode a dragon for the first time in like a legit. Westerosi battle. Now she had used Drogon to do things here and there, but never on his back, never directing him what to do. And scored a big win for the uh, Targaryen cause. Uh, but eh, I'm gonna go with Bronn. Bronn was the <laughs> coolest guy in this episode. He laughed when Dickon said his name, which made me laugh hysterically. He laughed too. That was uh, funny. I'm gonna go with Bronn. He saves Jamie and when everyone thought Braun was going to die. Everyone thought Braun was going to die. You thought Braun was going to die. I thought Braun was going to die. I thought they brought him back for one episode just to give him his gold and then to have him be roasted by the dragon. He doesn't die, though. Oh, at least we don't think he does. You've got a hot take that Jamie's dead, but we're going to go ahead and say <laughs> Braun does not die. Yeah, so Braun, I, I agree with you. Like This was the one I was going to go with, too, but since you did, I'm going to go... Uh, probably a different direction, but we got to we got to talk about Arya for a second too, because she came home, Andrew. That was big. Uh, she got past those guards, which was hilarious, and she sparred with Brienne and might have won. 
in front of Littlefinger and Sansa and everybody watching, she had a pretty good episode. Uh, I and and also scored that Valyrian uh, dagger, and so like that's pretty cool, pretty big time. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. She didn't like win a war or anything, but otherwise, uh, and then pretty big time. And, and then we had Davos, Andrew. If we're talking about the guy who's cracking jokes left and right, like Braun had some pretty good ones. Davos was throwing slingers the whole time. He was throwing some pretty good stuff out there at Dragonstone. Uh, talk about switching sides and stuff. Like, it was great. Speaking he of was big hilarious. hearts, here's Missandei of Narth. <laughs> I mean, he was having a blast, wasn't he? He was like on vacation down there. So anyway, Davos, uh, just, just generally, he had a really good episode. Mostly just because he was having a good time. Hot take. So, Davos kind of reminds me of Uncle Joey from uh, Full House. Ooh. Just give him a little woodchuck puppet and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He'll be good to go. Give him a, a Hawaiian shirt, a woodchuck puppet, and he's just like your your funny uncle. Hotter take. He can't do the cut it out thing because he doesn't have fingers. How scorching! <laughs> All right. Or, so. or if he does do it, it looks real weird. It's like nubby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Andrew, I I think I'm gonna go with Braun as well. He he was both funny and brought the, uh, the some heroic acts, even though unfortunately. At the end, his his uh, his act failed slightly as as he really just delayed the inevitable. Either he could have got roasted by fire and died an honorable death, or drowned in his own armor a terrible death. Ron ultimately did uh, lead that, but you know maybe Jamie comes back. I'm just saying he's not. He's right, dead. Let's talk Jamie's about Bron for a second. Where do Bron's loyalties lie? Like, do they really lie with Jamie and the Lannisters? Do they lie with? Tyrion, like Tyrion says, hey, Bronn, come back, hang out with me. We're buds, right? Or did he just, is he loyal to money? Because if he's loyal to money, why did he go save Jamie? And would Bronn switch sides now? I think J- I think Bronn is, is definitely in, in it for the money. And also, though, you know, I, I think he wants to win battles too. Like he likes to, he likes to win, obviously. He's not, he hasn't lost very many things. So maybe he's he just, just about thought, that like, record. He just wants to be yeah. on a good team. Exactly. Get that good record. And then you know, like Kevin Durant moves to a good team to get those W's. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh Andrew, we also had a rookie of the year candidate, as we talked about. The two guards at the gate. I actually tried to look up their names. I couldn't find them, but I don't care. Those guys are now official rookie of the year candidates. This is of course given to the new character this season introduced that we like the best. It's really down to those two, which we're going to use them as a as a duo, right? They just they're combined sure. into one. Uh, two scenes, speaking role, and two scenes. That's legitimate. Like they're legitimate. legitimate new characters. That's legit. Those two, and then Maester, what's his nuts from the Citadel is a new guy. Uh, right. Walker, Walken, Walken. No, Maester Walken is the is the. Uh, oh no, no, that's Maester from uh, Winterfell. Winterfell, yeah. Well, whatever the, the 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 other maester guy, uh, that guy is uh is a candidate. Are there any other candidates of new people? Have we figured this out? Is that it so uh, far? Yeah, that may be it. All right, so that Sparse. just goes to show that so these this guys could win. Is, these guys could win. This season is not introducing new people. <laughs> we are getting to the end, and I think these guys might be the new leader in the clubhouse for rookie of the year candidate. Uh, okay, Andrew. So there you go. Any Hall of Fame qualifiers to discuss? I'll say no. Mm-hmm. You say. <laughs> um, 
I think Jamie is certain. I'll, I'll just go ahead and take it since you don't believe it. I think Jamie is certainly uh, up for the Hall of Fame. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, mostly because of his uh, his his uh, <clears throat> his rap sheet with the with the Kingslayer moniker. No one else has that name. That's a pretty sweet name. He clearly saved uh, the realm from the Mad King when he was trying to burn them all. Like so, that's impressive. And you know he had he had all these kids that ended up being pretty you know impressive in their own right. Two kings, one of them was Joffrey. Joffrey was awesome. Like so, you know I think he definitely deserves it. Okay, well I don't think Jamie's dead, <laughs> but I'll let <laughs> we'll you give that out. speech anyway. We'll find out. Okay, Andrew. Uh, we we talked about this a little bit on Twitter. We got some responses, but. We had a pretty sweet battle scene in this in this episode, and we're not just talking about Brienne and Arya. We're talking about the Battle of Drogon's Roast. I don't know what what are we going to call it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I, I think you call it uh, Spoils of War. Just the Spoils of War. See, that's a lame name battle. for battle. Well, in the show, they called it the uh, Loot Train Battle. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, it makes it sound like a video game. Like every video game has like a protect the convoy, right? Level. That's that's what this was. Yeah, I don't like that name either. I like Battle of Drogon's Roast. Okay, we'll go. Uh, we'll go with Drogon's Roast. Okay, for, <laughs> for, for our now. purposes. Just for now. Just for now. Uh, so uh, let's let's do a little power ranking. The power lies on their side. So the five battles that I think are up for this, there's some minor skirmishes, but I think there have been five major ones. And that, of course, is Blackwater, which was the majority of that episode in season two. Hard Home, season four. No, season five. Watchers on the Wall, season four. Battle of the Bastards, last season. And then the Battle of Drogon's Roast, this past <laughs> episode. Kevin, put that in an order... Can you go backwards? Can you go five to one? I can. Uh, I'm going Battle of Drogon's Roast number five. Okay, me too. And I don't think that that's anything to do with this particularly. I, I loved it. I thought it was It was great, awesome. But I think the other four are better. I do too. I think the special effects on this one might be number one if we're just going by that because the, the – the freaking fire and the the dragon and everything that it was awesome. Everything, all the the camera angles, like the the uh, the Dothraki riding on the top of the horses and like jumping over and like all, all, everything about the battle was awesome. I just you know I wasn't going to succumb to recency bias. I think there are the other four are just a little better. I agree. Um, uh, I, I will say that what this one has that other ones don't, other than maybe Hard Home. It was uh, that is that is was kind of a surprise. Like I didn't really know it was coming at that exact moment. Whereas true. Blackwater, you kind of had a whole season leading up to that. Same with Watchers right. on the Wall. Uh, same with Battle of Bastards. Like you, it was foreshadowed. It was talked about. It was planned for. Uh, this one just happened, and happy didn't yeah. know when it was going to happen. Like you just know that. Oh, Danny left. And then she had a dragon and 10,000 Dothraki screamers. So that had, had <laughs> that going for it. But otherwise, um, I, I put that last. Maybe I, I put it above Battle of the Bastards. or I mean, uh, Watchers on the Wall. Uh, but I think it, I'm going to go ahead and put it fifth and then Watchers on the Wall fourth. What's your number four? 
Uh, Battle of the Bastards is number four for me. Okay. Uh, so we, we've got very different rankings already, I think. Okay. Well, then uh, I, I so, do Battle of the Bastards third. Where's your watchers? Okay. Or what's what's your number third, three? Hard Home. Oh, Hard Home. I have Hard, hard home, home number, number two. So uh, this will be interesting. Uh, Blackwater is number two for me. I have Blackwater number one. And Watchers on the Wall is number one for Watchers me. Watchers on the Wall number one. I freaking loved that one. I love that was a, that was one of the most amazing. Get out of here with the the climbing the wall and the and the crazy huge arrows and all this and the I was just not expecting it. And then unfortunately, Egret died. That part sucked. But I really really like Watchers on the Wall. That might be a hot take, but uh, I, I've got that number one. It was actually tough between Blackwater and Watchers for me. I went back yeah. and forth. Uh, Watchers certainly had people die. Egret died. Pip died. Gren died. Mag the Mighty died. There were <laughs> there there some folks who had named. No one died in uh, Battle of Drogon's Roast that we know. Uh, other than Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> other now, than if Jamie. Jamie does end up dying, like it, this probably rises on the list for me. It becomes a little more important. Probably becomes a little more important. Otherwise, it's kind of a, a dragon skirmish in the middle of the uh, in the middle of a field somewhere. <laughs> Over some, over some grain and barley. Over some wheat. <laughs> so there you go. And okay, well, that let was us know on Twitter record. what what you guys think uh, between Blackwater, Hardhome, Watchers on the Wall, Bastards, and Drogon's Roast. Let us know <laughs> your top five. I'm sure you disagree with us. Okay, Kevin, uh, I'm gonna let you take over this next section. This is uh bringing uh, the Dodd Frank Law to uh, Westeros. Uh, if anyone knows you personally, they know that you're. Uh, a big regulator, you, you, uh, <laughs> you, you're, you fully support, you know, government regulation. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. you fully support that. And so, like, uh, I just want you to uh, explain to me the nec- the need for government intervention in this financial space. Well, as you know, Andrew, I get very riled up about this topic, and I've been watching this show for enough time now to know that we need some serious Westerosi Wall Street reform. There is some concern about the Iron Bank falling into the too big to fail kind of concept. You know what I'm talking about? The 08 thing that we faced, the little too big to fail, it's a fallacy. It can happen. But we know even the biggest banks can fail. And as Jamie reminds us, Andrew, the more you own, the more it weighs you down. By the way, think about that with the whole drowning thing. Hmm, You didn't think about that. Oh, damn, he's dead. Okay, back to the... But the same can be said for the more you owe, Andrew. And sure, the Lannisters always pay their debts, but what happens when they don't? And it's clear they're doubling down on Cersei, a bad bet. And they're fond of her interest payments. And what about the random stealing and burning of grain and other commodities? How can the market possibly survive this kind of instability, Andrew? Are you kidding me with this master of coin idea? Sounds to me like the master of coin is just really a term for master of inflation. They're only (laughs) numbers on paper, a little finger. Plus the thin man. Remember that Bravosi Harbor guy, the insurance cat? The one that sells the insurance on the merchant ships, total scammer. Whenever they come to collect, he just doesn't pay them. And what are they going to do? Are they going to go try to get the cops to pay them and get some Consumer Protection Bureau? No. And that's what we need, Andrew. Does anyone even think about this but me? I'm getting to some, one thing, Andrew. We need some regulatory oversight. Okay? Oversight. That's Because that's what you're about. You're about oversight. You're about you know, bringing in smart government regulators to you know really put a t- tamper, tame these businesses down. Bring them uh, down. I've got a couple ideas. 
Okay. That, that may help you. I know you've got a bunch, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple with you. <laughs> uh, no, number one is rename the faceless men the Consumer Financial Protection Murder Cult. So the faceless men have a new charge, and that is to regulate the financial industry. You put them to work in undercover situations, you know, to do your audit, to do these audits. They can do these audits without even being detected. And if they find a violation, they can just end the corruption on site. You just mm-hmm. give them the power to self-enforce. And so like that. that's why we bring around the Consumer Financial Protection Murder Cult, otherwise <laughs> known as the Faceless Men. Andrew, it's clear that we do need regulatory oversight, but I got to thinking about this. Who is it that like Cersei would would look up to? Because she's not going to report up to anybody, right? She's not going to – like someone comes in and says, Cersei, you really need to cut back on – we need to show some – a little bit more uh, – you know, oversight on some of your dealings with the Iron Bank. She's just going to kill him, right? So I started thinking about this, and, and then Bravos has the same problem, and these Ezos and Westeros, and no one's really going to answer to anybody. So I thought about this, like, is there someone that even Cersei would answer to? And I got to thinking, I was like, okay, we need a representative from every religion. Like, we need a guy from the Minifaced God. We need a guy from the Lord of Light, the Sept Beyond the Sea, the Old Gods, the New Gods. We're going to combine one verse from all those groups and they're going to form this oversight council, okay? And all of those guys, they're the ones that are going to start putting together these reforms because even Cersei has to understand that they can just strike her down, right, if she doesn't comply. That's that's the only thing I can think of of, of what someone could report up to, like Cersei. What do you think? Okay, so it's like the Earthos Reserve Bank? Sure. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, you get the idea. So we, we need some reforms. Maybe those guys can bring it along. Uh, and, and I got, I got to think the Citadel needs a role, right? We, these guys are above board. We put them in charge of tracking the markets. We've got Essos and Westeros, the S and West 500. Okay. We're going to call it that, uh, plus commodities. They're more of like a self, you know, governing organization, but everyone recognizes that they're above board. So those guys are in charge of all the markets. Cool. Got it. Okay. So then we've got, uh, you know, people need to make trades and you know, if E-Trade, well, I propose our trade, like ravens, like send trade requests, right? Like raven, raven requests, our trade. I got it. Does that work? Is that cool? <laughs> or better yet, Andrew, W trade, the weirwood trees, They're instantaneous. Ooh. You get trades right away. How much? How that. much are each trade? Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> three dollars a trade. Three gold dragons a trade. Three gold That's dragons a deal. A trade. That's a deal. Here's the problem with the markets, though. We're gonna have to put Bran in a box. Because he's uh, he's going to know what's going to happen. He's ba- basically like Biff, like Sports Almanac, Back to the Future style. So the, I could see a scenario where where uh, Bran's like, mm, Drogon is going to be ranging in the reach and he's hungry. So goat commodities are probably going to take a huge hit. And then like everyone shorts goats and goes to like rabbits, right? We can't have that. So he's got to be somewhere else like in a tree or whatever. So he's – and yeah, that part is he's going to be part of insider training list no matter what. Like he's the biggest insider trader there is. So like he's got to hide. We can't we can't have him around anywhere. Just just kill him. It's fine. Probably better for, for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, we've also got – we've also got these problems with these brokers out there trying to screw people like the thin man. Right. Uh, so we need to create a best interest standard fiduciary rule, if you will. So, so we need some more consumer protection. How do we do this? We only let honorable people serve as financial advisors. Okay. So, so who, who would that be? How many people can actually basically qualify? There's like four. All right. So like Ned and pod pod is pod. Seems like he'd, he'd be a good advisor. Brienne, uh, John snow. He's probably good. 
maybe Ed Sheeran. Like that's it. Those that's are the only, probably it. That's one of the only ones. But here's the thing. You know that that advice you're getting is always going to be in your best interest. You may not be able to get, get access to that advice, but gosh darn it, it's going to be in your best interest. And that's what we need. We need consumer protection. So basically you are, you're putting all the advice. So like West or uh, Winterfell is now the financial center of power because they're the only ones allowed to give advice. Exactly. So like I I'd like I'd like Winterfell to be like the financial hub of of it's like Des Moines like this random city, <laughs> random place that no one would ever go to and then all of a sudden it becomes yeah exactly it's the financial so there you hub go. yep Winterfell is the financial hub because that's where all the the advisors are there's there's three and the other one's buried <laughs> there his bones are buried there the other ones are all in the north there you go uh, Andrew you know we've got the the Volker rule. Wait, did you have something about the Volker rule? No, you're on a roll, man. You just go. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> no, no, you no. You got rule? it. You got it. You this is you are very passionate about this. I'm gonna let I you go. Very passionate about it, about government intervention. Uh, so, so the Volker rule, Andrew and Dodd Frank. It's this rule that basically says the banks can't make speculative investments and and proprietary insider trading stuff. Well, isn't that exactly what's going on with the Iron Bank? They're making speculative investments on. Cersei. That right. is a so they're taking people's money and then investing it into the war effort. Betting on Cersei. Yes. Yep. So my idea, of course, then is this this uh, old god, new god oversight council needs to regulate that because that just can't happen. I mean, this is this is becoming a too big to fail issue, Andrew, and and we can't have it anymore. We need Dodd Frank and Westeros make it happen. What about deregulation? We break up all the banks, send the powers back to the uh, the kingdoms, each individual kingdom. So each <laughs> each of the seven kingdoms has their own banking regulation, their own bank. If the the Bank of the North, the Bank of uh, the Reach, the Bank of Dorne, the Bank of Dorne. Now that'd be. I'd like to see those advertisements for the Bank of Dorne. Yeah, we need regulation on that too. We can't have them out there. Uh, doing any false rate, false advertising. We need to, we need to regulate that too. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you can do your deregulation if you want, Andrew. See, I'm I'm much more for regulation. We need to regulate everything. Yeah. So okay. Well, I, I feel informed about the financial industry in uh, Westeros and Essos, and I, I'm I, concerned. I, for one, am concerned. Good. Okay. Good. We need to. We need to get everyone on thing, board with this. This whole thing is on the verge of collapse. Forget the White Walkers. I mean, Forget the White Walkers. The- We're in a bubble. Okay. We are in a financial bubble that's about to pop. It's about to burst right now. We need to get people talking about this. Andrew. No one's talking believe- about it. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. So there you go. Um. Okay, Kevin. Oh, uh, I. Uh, I wish you luck in your. Uh, I wish you good luck in the. Good fortune in the wars to come and, and getting this uh, passed through uh, Cersei. All right, we're going to make it happen. All right. Uh, we're going to move on. We've got a little segment um, kind of about the archetypes of, of going to college. And this is uh, really about the three-star kids who returned home and kind of how they represent, you know, how you return from college. So, like, each of them went off and did their own thing and they returned back to their hometown. Maybe this is their summer break and now they're showing off, you know, who they are. They're, they're all different. They're not the same people they were in high school or when they were in, in Winterfell before. So let's just start off with the easy one, Bran. You know, Bran <laughs> goes off, 
does some weirwood tree stuff, but this is what I like to call the archetype of the faux intellectual. So Bran goes off, he takes a philosophy class, he reads like a third of a book by Noam Chomsky, and then comes back to comes back home and is just a prick. He keeps talking about the stuff he's learned, but he doesn't really understand it. No one really wants to be around him. He keeps telling him these things in riddles, but he only does it in riddles because he doesn't understand it himself. He just likes to sound smart. So right. that's the, the faux intellectual uh, is Bran. You know these so guys, like, right? Yeah, so like everyone that reads Noam Chomsky books. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> manufacturing consent. He comes back after reading. He's like, guys, a book just changed my life, and you don't understand what's happening in this world. Have you read Kierkegaard? <laughs> I don't even think you've even read Kierkegaard. The Hegemony of Survival is on my number one <laughs> bestsellers list. And if we're not reading it in our next book reading class, like I don't know what we're talking about here. Yeah, I'm so just not going to come to class anymore. It's like, no, nah, you're just smoking way too much weed and don't go to class anyway, <laughs> Bran. Bran. Get here, you Bran. just blame it on the teacher, blame it on the reading list. No, you're just lazy, Bran. You can't even He's get not- up out of your chair, <laughs> Bran. Yikes. All right. All right we're going to so move on to the next one. This is Sansa. Sansa is the reformed party girl who brings home a clinger. Mm. So she goes to college and she joins a sorority. She feels great about it. She's like having fun with her new friends in her new town and enjoying, uh, you know, making lemon cakes and, and sewing and in her sorority, you know, doing the things that sorority girls do nowadays, right? Sure, that's exactly Then she the goes idea. to a party and sees some bad shit. Like she mm. sees it. And she's like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. But right. then... This 28-year-old poli-sci major walks walks by, walks her back to her dorm, and now won't leave her alone. He follows uh. her around everywhere, and he talks about their wedding day to anyone who will ask. So she goes home, he comes with her, and he's just always kind of like standing upstairs looking down upon everybody in a real creepy way. You know this guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, he's, he's probably... Up there talking about the Volker rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably up there like, you know, we need to regulate these banks. We got to regulate these banks. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So anyway, Sansa, the, the reform party girl who brings home a clinger. And the last yeah. one is uh, uh, Arya, the party animal. Now, mm. Arya, Arya didn't want to go to college. She didn't want to go. But she went... And she just has one beer. And now is taking beer bongs off the top of the window at the Great Keep in Winterfell. <laughs> you know, she just, just, one beer is all it takes. You know, she kills one orphan boy in season one. And now is just murder crazy. Murders, mm. murders everyone. She's just like, she got a little taste of blood. She just got a little one taste. beer. And now she's going crazy. So, yeah. Aria, the party animal. So I think those aren't all the archetypes of going to college, but I think that those are three good, uh, you know, archetypes of, of where these Stark children have come from. You all know these people. I know these people. This is mm-hmm. what happens. When oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, you can never go home again. When you return home, you're, it's not the same. Not the same. You've changed. The place has changed. The people around it have changed. You can never go home again. And that is the same for these three Stark children. That's right. I like that, Andrew. Good job. Uh, let's move on to some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire. Stay clear. Stay clear. Okay, number one, Andrew. Is Arya that good or is Brienne overrated? All right. 
Brienne, overrated. Whoa. Overrated. Hot take. All right, it's hot take. So Brienne is overrated. She's getting rusty. Now, this is a no offense to Arya, <laughs> but Brienne is getting rusty. She hasn't pod? had anyone to practice with other than Podrick for the last three seasons. That would be like LeBron leaving for a few years and only practicing with Swaggy P with Nick Young. That's the only guy he can practice with. Like if LeBron comes back after that, he's not going to be as good. Yeah. Right. That's a good take. All right. Also, I, I, hold I'll on. That. Swaggy P good nickname for Podrick. Ooh, I like if, that. If, if that, you know, you can, you can kind of compare stick. the two. Swaggy P Podrick. I think that works. That's going to stick. We're going to call him that from now on. Uh, I, I do like that. That might be the best thing to come of this episode. This is Podrick's <laughs> new nickname. Swaggy, Swaggy P. P. Uh, Andrew, I actually think Aria is that good and Brienne is a little overrated. But uh, Aria, man, she's been training with like the best of the best, right? Like the best of the best. She's been training with the Faceless Men and they're legit. She's been training with Serial Pharrell. He's the whatever sort of Bravos and Andrew uh, with the Hound as well. She got three totally different styles. And like, did you see her with like the thing when she's like putting the the spear like above her head like a mantis or something, and then like would do the thing and the dance, and it was pretty cool. All right. All right. <laughs> Rihanna overrated. I, you, you had overrated. to see the video. You had to see the video. No, I, I saw you. I saw you. I was do doing it. the thing. It was a little awkward. There's, it looks just like no, it looks just like it. I can see it. All right, uh, Andrew. Next hot take. Uh, Jamie's dead. Jamie's not dead. Jamie's dead. <laughs> Andrew, did you see him? To like going to the bottom of like he fell like forty feet and he was falling very rapidly, very rapidly. You know why? Because he has all that armor on. Armor is bad for water. Not just because it rusts, Andrew. <laughs> it's because it also weighs you down. That gold hand was a great idea until it like just took you down like a like he's holding a dumbbell uh, going into the water. So, yeah, man. Sorry, but Jamie's dead, bro. Okay. I guess. I guess that's it. It's over. That's it. It's Jamie's well, Jamie's story's is, over. What does Jamie have to bring left. Like, what does Jamie have to bring? Like, what is, like, realistically, is Jamie going to go fight the White Walkers with his one hand? Is he going to... What? Is he huh? going to call? I don't know. Is that, what, I mean, what is, what's he going to do? Huh? I mean, some people think he's going to stab Cersei or, like, kill Cersei, right? Like, that's the whole, whatever, the... the what's the... Isn't prophecy. Like a, prophecy. Yeah, there you go. Prophecy. Like, whatever. Maybe that's true. But somebody else can do that too. Arya could do that. She's got a new dagger. She's got a great mm-hmm. dagger. I think we're mm-hmm. gonna we got some dagger talk coming up. Um, mm. All right, let's move on. I, I've got one more hot take, and that is, uh, Mira Reed isn't mad about Bran's reaction. Like Bran was a little cold because he's you know that's Bran, but she's mad not about that, but about finding about the existence of wheelchairs. Ooh. Ever since Hodor died, she's been carrying him around on this sled mm-hmm. with her back, probably ruined her physical body for the rest of her life. And then Bran's like, oh yeah, you ever heard of a wheelchair? She's <laughs> like, a what? It's a chair you push around that has wheels on it, Mira. Why didn't you think about that? And that's why she's mad. 
Well, you know, theoretically, he's all-knowing, right? And could see the future. Like, he could have seen the fact that she was going to get him to Winterfell and that he would end up in a wheelchair. So why couldn't he have just told her that a little sooner, made her life a little easier? Great point, Andrew. Brand's a dick. Brand's a dick. That's what it really comes down <laughs> he to. He could have given her the plans to the wheelchair. Like, way... like. He could well as soon as he tapped into the weirwood. So he's already tapped into that. Get she the plans for the weirwood. anyway. There, what the hell was she doing? She could have been building the coolest freaking uh, wheelchair ever. She was there for like three months by herself, she while the other guys were just nothing playing to do. video games. They were just playing video games the whole time, the whole time, and they only had two controllers, and they would not let her play. She was just sitting there. She could have gone and done that. I completely agree. It's the the moral of the story is brands a dick. Okay, Andrew, is that everything? Is that, is you that have one more. Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew, every scene this episode without Bran was the best scenes of the season. <laughs> I loved every scene of this episode except for everything that had Bran in it. And I'm not just saying that because I hate Bran, but I mean that like generally. Like think of all the cool scenes from this episode. Like every scene was cool except for the one Bran was in. And those were all terrible. But that's not a hot take. That's a real take. So, that's a that's just a normal take. I think that's starting to be pretty common in the Game of Thrones world. Brand sucks. So glad. Yeah. To well, hear let's it. let's talk about that. It's been a week since everyone turned on Brand, and you, as the president of the Brand Hater fan club, since season one. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you're Copernicus, and then suddenly everyone realizes that the the uh, Earth does revolve around the sun. Like you've got to feel pretty good, right? I, I, it's not that I feel good. It's it's that uh, I wish that the show writers would just – you know, here's what they did with the Sand Snakes. Everyone hated the Sand Snakes, and the Sand Snakes are gone now, aren't they? And they, they wrote them off. They got rid of them. I understand the books, Sand Snakes were way cooler, might have still be alive in the books, whatever. I don't even know. But the showrunners got rid of them because they realized they sucked. I realized Brand has sucked for a long time, yet here we are. Still there, and finally everyone else agrees with me. So now it's going to take at least another season for the show writers to get rid of Bran. That's the thing that pisses me off. Well, there's only one season left. We'll see what happens. Uh, and unfortunately, he's this all-seeing, all-knowing guy, so he's all the writer's crutch. He's going to bring something really important, which is going to take a while, probably. So he's going to be here a while. We'll just have him do some cave markings and just get it out there so it doesn't have to be in the show. Oh, I like that. Just, yeah. Leave, leave something for John to find. There you go. There we John go. John loves caves. Like, just put something in a cave. He loves caves. Take a lady down there, show him some cave markings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how that works. I okay, don't. everybody. Uh, let's go on to the Book of Brothers. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, guys. Huh? That is correct. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a comment. Um, if you leave a comment, we will put your name and your great deeds into the Book of Brothers. We have a new entry this week, Kevin, and that is Brett. Brett is the guy's name. Brett. And Brett's nickname is the Hitman. Brett Ooh. the Hitman. Uh, Brett uh, recorded over 3,000 hits for the Storms and Jousting team. <laughs> so he knocked the guys off as a hit. Uh-huh, so 3,000 sure. hits for the uh, Storms and Jousting team. Uh, retired to a uh, t- little chateau in Storm's End. 
okay. uh, and can be found reading advertisements at the local theater <laughs> and playing blackjack at the local Westgate Westeros. <laughs> that, that sounds like something Brett would do. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. So well, good for Brett, the hitman. Uh, that's a con- congratulations, Brett. You've made it into the book of brothers, a worthy entry into the book of brothers for being the hitman. And remember you too can join the book of brothers. We literally only had one person who wanted to join the book of brothers this week. And we know at least dozens of you listen to this podcast. So go out there, leave a comment and join the book of brothers. If you, if we have a hundred comments, Andrew, we're going to do a hundred book of brothers. They might be a little smaller, a little shorter, but they're all going to be very, very cool. So go out there, leave that comment, five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Andrew, let's talk some, it is known predictions. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. Okay, Andrew. That dagger, the dagger that, uh, this is this is more dagger talk. The dagger has to have something cool happen with it, right? There's been oh, yeah. so many references back, to this dagger. It. Right. it is known prediction. Arya uses it to butter some bread delivered by Hot Pie. No, no, no. Arya uses it. To kill someone important, right? Like maybe the first White Walker in Winterfell? Hmm? Before John gets there? Like that's the only thing that can kill him, right? In Winterfell right now, is there anything else in Winterfell that could kill him other than fire? Uh, Brienne's sword is Valyrian steel. Ooh. Okay. All right. Fair. Well, I like my idea better. Well, I, uh-huh. I agree. I, I think she will <laughs> use it. I don't know on what or on who, but I do I do have a dagger thought. That is also my it is known prediction. Okay. Uh, Bran says this, and just hear me out. When he's talking to uh, Littlefinger, I know you hated this scene, but when he's talking to Littlefinger, Littlefinger gives him the dagger, right? Mm-hmm. And Bran says, do you know who this belonged to? Yes. But he's not asking Bran, or not asking Littlefinger for the answer. He's asking it because he already knows who it belongs to. He's asking if Littlefinger knows who it belonged to. So it's not going to be Tyrion. It's not going to be Littlefinger as the answer. It's going to be someone like old school, like Azora High or the Prince That Was Promised or the first White Walker or, or something crazy like that. That's the person who will have owned it. Because remember, it was in Sam's old book. Right, right. Yeah, the so picture. Because Bran knows. Bran knows who owned it. Is he trying to catch him in a lie? Is that what you think? I think he's, I don't know. I don't know. The chaos, the chaos is a ladder reference. Caught right. Littlefinger a little off guard. Yeah, he was a little squeamish. Littlefinger little was a little squeamish. Yeah, uh, and then seeing Arya's new skill set, I think, I think Littlefinger's starting to maybe question his time and and uh, up in the the northern. Uh, well, uh, it's cold up there. Hub. He's got to peace out. If I was him, dude, it's cold. You've got a cool tower up in a mountain. Mm. You, and he's got a brothel in, in in King's Landing. He could be anywhere else. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it, though, he is a former master of coin. And Winterfell is the hub <laughs> of financial right. services. The financial Western. services hub, Winterfell, or <laughs> all the advisors, all the uh, best interest reviewers are located because of the new <laughs> Westerosi Dodd-Frank. That's right. All right, there you go. Okay, Kevin, right. I think that's enough. 
<laughs> break enough. up the banks. Break up the banks. Break up I the asked, banks. I asked my wife. Uh, I told her over dinner that I was going to be providing some Dodd-Frank thoughts for Westeros. And she she paused and looked at me and she kind of like gave me one of those thoughts like I married that. And then I thought to myself, I was like, I'm going to ask her a real question. I was like, tell me this. What do you think is more like nerdy? Someone who's st- stupid geeking out about, did you see Drogon's like scale with the thing? And he like opened it up and it was saliva and then the, the little stimulator in the back with the fire. And I saw that in some other, you know, dragon show. And it was like, it's a, there's that kind of nerd. Or is there the nerd that talks about Dodd-Frank in Westeros? And it talks about building. the investment banking rule <laughs> from Dodd-Frank, the Volcker rule. And then, and then I asked, I was like, so which one, which one's worse? And she's like, she's like, ah, honestly, they're about the same. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> hey, at least you tied. You tied. Damn it. Because I'm not into the dragon stuff and the magic stuff, but I definitely am into Dodd-Frank reform in uh, Westeros. But anyway, there you go. Whatever. We tied. Okay, Kevin. Well, uh, da- er, Danny burned everything with her dragon. We'll see what happens next week. But until then, Valor Margolis. Valor Dohiris.